and welcome back to Two Pills in a Pot. My name is Candice. And I'm Jessica. And guess what? We have Michelle again back for this season. Yay! Hello, guys! <laughs> back again, but back due to popular demands. <laughs> <laughs> Hope I didn't scare anybody in the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great. We thought that it would be great to have our mummy friend, Michelle, um, kind of talk us through um, her experience as a first-time mom and what it's been like just in general. We know that being a mother is one of the toughest jobs out there and honestly, mm-hmm. I don't know how she does it. I don't know how you do it, Michelle. It's look, It looks so tough, but <laughs> well, Lucas is a really cute baby, so... Maybe that makes things a little bit easier. I don't know. Yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, and so my first question for you, let's just dive right in. My first question to you is, um, have you always wanted to be a mom growing up? Yes, I have always wanted to be a mom. See, I love children a lot. I really do. It mm-hmm. is always, it has always been my dream to have a mini me. But sadly, I had a boy, but yeah, <laughs> mini me. <laughs> but I still love kids, yeah. I think Lucas looks a little bit like you. Um, certain, I think especially when he smiles, he looks like you. Mm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's always a 50-50 from like different people. Some people think he looks like Jordan. Some people think he looks like me. So until today, I don't know who he looks like. <laughs> I think he definitely has some of you. I think the cute parts from you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just so you know, Jordan's not cute. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no, the cute parts from definitely from you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> how has it been like as a first-time mom? I mean, they don't really teach you how to be a mother in school. So how did you kind of know what to do? How do you figure it out? Mm, it it has been a journey I'm not gonna lie I am very very exhausted but at the same time I am so thankful for every single day I get to spend with my little one I am still very unsure about so so many things so I am learning every day see as Lucas gets bigger he learns and picks up new skills But at the same time, you learn how to adapt to the changes too. So it's really, really a learning process. I am a first-time mom and I am no expert. When I was in the hospital right after giving birth to Lucas, I had no clue what I was doing. So more more importantly, I did not know how to be a mother to him. So what happens is right after the baby comes out, um, the midwife, they will put the baby on your arms. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because um, skin-to-skin contact is very important as it stimulates milk production. Mm-hmm. So that will be your first time ever meeting your baby in person. But let me tell you this, it is not like what you see in movies where the mother falls in love straight away with when they see the baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I was so exhausted when they first put Lucas on my arms. It was only when I was alone with my husband and the baby that I could really mm-hmm. take everything in mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I had him in my arms and all I see is this little tiny baby which with such pure innocence looking back at me it's like I just wanted to give him everything and I want to feel fulfill his every need that's when mm-hmm. I believe that my motherly instinct came out so I mm-hmm. guess you'll you'll just know what to do when you're a mother you'll care so much for your child it is an indescribable feeling. It's a kind of love that you never felt before. Is it different kind of love that you feel towards Jordan, do you think? Oh yes, definitely. It is a very different kind of love. I think it's like... How different? Your child is a part of you. Mm. Mm. Like you... It's not like you struggle a lot during pregnancy, but it's just... Even going through the struggle of giving birth to this child... Like, you've done so much. And, like, I think this is, like, the end product of Mm. your suffering. Well, not really suffering a lot, but, you know, you get what I mean. Like, this is the end product, Mm -hmm. and you're just so happy, and you're just so proud 
of mm. having this little baby just in front of you. I just feel like it's really a different different kind of love. I think you will feel it when you see your baby too. Mm. How old is Lucas now? Lucas is almost 10 months now. Oh, wow. So He's growing up very fast. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to turn one soon. <laughs> so, yeah. Very fast. Like, time just flies. Mm. How would you describe motherhood in three words? Tiring, but rewarding. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's my motto. <laughs> If you see me on ads, that's be, that'll be my motto. Tiring but rewarding. <laughs> An ad for motherhood. <laughs> do you think it gets easier? Or like, do you get more sleep? Because I know when you first um, started this journey, you were saying that you barely got enough sleep. So is it has it got better? Like, have you got better hang of it? Or how did you navigate through these 10 months? Yes, um, it's definitely improved. Like, I'm getting a lot more sleep now. That's because, like, when there are newborns, like, I think from one month to about three, four months, they they have to be um, getting milk so regularly. So you have to feed them, feed them every two to three hours because their stomach is so small. So they can't, they can't take a lot and they get hungry very fast, right? So, yeah, you'll be waking up every two to three hours at night. If you're lucky, your baby will sleep on, like, five hours. But that happens very rarely if you're breastfeeding. So, um, I would say normally formula fat baby tend to sleep longer at night. But this is not always the case, okay? But um, because breast milk is thinner, so... Baby gets very hungry fast, and at the same time, you don't know how much you're really feeding the baby, because you can't see how much volume you're giving the baby. Whereas when you're feeding the baby through a bottle, you can then measure how much you're giving every time. So, yeah, if you're breastfeeding the baby, the baby will wake up whenever the baby's hungry, and you just have to get up and feed the baby. It's the same for formula as well. So yeah. At the start, it will be quite hard to sleep because you'll be getting maybe if yeah if you're lucky five hours of sleep max. If not, then it will be one hour or thirty minutes for some parents, thirty minutes or three hours. So depending on the baby, really. But now that as the baby grow bigger and bigger, um, their stomach gets bigger and then. After six months as well, you can start feeding the baby solids, like proper food. So in a way, they won't be wanting to be fat all the time. So yeah, they will probably sleep through the night if you're lucky. <laughs> Sorry, I keep emphasizing it because, it's because um, every baby is very different. So yeah. every parent will have a different experience. Some baby will sleep throughout the night. Some babies will not. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But as so how is Lucas as a baby? Does he sleep well or? Lucas um, slept really well. In the hospital, not so much. Maybe because it's very noisy. But when we mm-hmm. brought him home, he slept very well. Um, see, Lucas had jaundice at the very start. Jaundice is quite common in newborns these days. But the thing is... He, when you have jaundice, you're always, you're just tired all the time. You want to sleep. You don't even want to eat. So at the start, Mm -hmm. we had to wake him up forcefully just so he would eat. Mm. So every two to three hours, we'll just try and get him up. Like even if he's sleeping, I know you're not supposed to disturb a baby, but because he's not feeding properly and he's losing weight because he doesn't want to eat, all he wants to do is sleep. So you have mm-hmm. to find a way to wake the baby up um, every three hours just to make sure he gets food every three hours. Um, but oh, wow. after that, when his jaundice was gone, he basically slept throughout the night. Um, yeah, so I would say like we are quite lucky 
But when I say slept throughout the night, it'll be like five hours of sleep. So yeah, Lucas is quite a good baby. He didn't have any sleeping issues until like four months in. Because mm. some babies have um, sleep regression. That's when their um, sleep cycle matures. Then they, they tend to get up every few hours or even every 30 minutes. <laughs> so yeah. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Which is like the hardest bit? Because a lot of people say like the first few months of the baby, like postpartum is like kind of like a fourth trimester. So do you think your pregnancy was harder or do you think like after the baby comes, it's harder? Well, <laughs> I think it's a different kind of struggle because in my third trimester, I had trouble sleeping because of my pelvic pain. Mm. But then when the baby comes, I had trouble sleeping too because <laughs> once you feed the baby, you change the baby, you put the baby to sleep and then when you're trying to go to sleep, then the baby wakes up. So it's just a struggle, a different kind of struggle, mm. I guess. Um, but I think being in my third trimester will be harder because um, because when I had the baby and after giving birth and everything, yes, there's a struggle, but at the same time, whenever he smiles at you or he laughs mm. at, at something silly, he, you, just, you just feel so happy. You're like, mm. oh, even though this is like, like a lot of job, a lot of work, but you still feel so happy because you're like, oh, he's smiling, he's happy, you know, at least I did something. Mm. Mm. But when you're pregnant, you you can't see anything. <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm still He's suffering like, here. Like, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So how is your how's your breastfeeding journey then? Um, I struggled a bit. So I did not breastfeed him exclusively. So not hundred percent breast milk, because I wasn't producing enough. I did try a lot of methods just to increase my breast milk su- um, supply. So I did use some um, tips from my friends who had their child and who were breastfeeding. I used tips from my sister too that was she was breastfeeding too. But it didn't really help for me. So I think I... Maybe I am a little lazy, I don't know, <laughs> because... If I were to do it differently, I think I would not... Because I chose sleep over pumping um, at the start. So because of that, it really depletes my milk supply. Um, yeah, I think it's a lot of work when you're trying to breastfeed a child. Like you would think, yeah, it's just easy. Just put the baby on your boob and that's it. But... Like, it's a struggle when your baby is growing and you have to increase your milk production. So you have to pump on the Mm -hmm. side and you have to have a supply in the freezer if you're going back to work soon. So there's a lot of things to consider too. But um, yeah, I just continued um, feeding him from both from my breast and also from a bottle. So I got him Mm. formula as well. So it's like 50-50 almost. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was thinking, no, I still want him to have breast milk at least. So mm-hmm. we were mm-hmm. doing the 50-50 for quite a while. Mm-hmm. I think I only right. stopped when I started going back to work. So last December, I stopped giving him um, breast milk. How long is the breastfeeding period? Um, is it a couple of months or? So it's about eight, eight months, eight, nine months. <gasps> That's long, isn't it? Yeah, it's very long. is it painful as well um it was at the start when you start breastfeeding because you're not used to this sensation but Mm -hmm. after that you get used to it i don't think it's painful at all it's not painful Mm -hmm. until your baby starts heating and starts biting Mm. on your nipple then yes it's Ah! painful yep (laughs) okay but um because we've been feeding lucas using the bottle for so long even when I'm trying to breastfeed him, it's so hard because he doesn't want to drink from the breast because it's too slow for him. Oh, he right. thinks like the bottle is faster. Like I want to be, 
I want fast milk. I don't want to be taking my time sucking <laughs> on like slow, slow flowing milk. So yes, um, that's why it was a so a struggle for me to increase my milk supply because Lucas was not drinking mm. it. He's like, no, I'm not having this. I just want a bottle. So mm. yeah, there's a lot of factors that affects your milk supply basically. So. Mm. I think the next, if I have to breastfeed again next time, I will not even introduce the bottle so soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Oh, I think right, I okay. will force yeah, him on true. the breast for a long time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you pump or just breast? Yes, I pump. I I used to pump because because Lucas was not really drinking properly as well <clears throat> from my breast, so I had to pump right after he drinks. So that my my brain will be thinking, oh, the baby is still drinking from the breast. We need to produce more mm-hmm. milk. Produce more milk because mm-hmm. okay. the milk production is not enough. Sorry, the milk is not producing enough. So, um, yeah, I had to pump, and it takes forever because you have to wash the bottles after. You have to sterilize it, and then it's just a lot of work. It's 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 a lot of work. And mm. yeah, this is why like, like as a first time mom or even after having a baby, like there's so so much to do. Mm, it's not yeah. just like being yeah yeah. They're like oh you have to like rest and recover, but you're like yeah who's gonna wash the bottles? Who's gonna feed the baby? Who's gonna do this? Who's gonna do that? You know, it's easy for know, people to yeah. say like oh just just go and rest, take go and take a nap when the baby's sleeping. But yeah, like I can't I can't just leave everything else behind. You know. So yeah, it is, it is a challenge, but Tough. it's manageable. Mm-hmm. It's like twenty four seven full time job. Yeah, <laughs> yep. literally twenty four seven. You don't even get sleep. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and did Jordan help you with the whole breastfeeding thing, or did he help you with like taking turns with Lucas, or how involved was he? Um, I would say I'm lucky because yes, Jordan. Jordan did help me a lot, so I know in the past, even my dad or even Jordan's dad, um, they weren't really involved in looking after their <clears throat> babies last time when, mm-hmm. when Jordan was a baby or when I was a baby, like, cause, um, obviously in my household, like, the, a lot of the Asian household, they have mates to help mm. out, so, like, your mom's not doing everything on her own yeah and then you have Mm -hmm. like your grandmother as well your mother's mother is there to help out so yes um your dad is not there 100% because your dad has to go to work and then your mom has lots of help anyways from like your grandmother or your mate but this time it's different so I feel like in this generation really um the guys are more involved the partners Mm -hmm. are very involved when looking after the baby so yes Jordan helped out a lot so we were basically playing a game of tag for example at night right because at the start Lucas was constantly waking up every two three hours so it's like playing a game of tag where where um Jordan will be up first okay he'll be up till 3 a.m so I'll go to bed and then at 3 a.m. when he's going to bed, then he'll just get me to wake up and then I will handle um, Lucas right after that. Then he goes to sleep. So it's it's really like a teamwork thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because of COVID, we didn't really get help from my mom because my mom couldn't fly over. Mm-hmm. And then Jordan's mom, she comes over every now and then. So I really feel like yeah, I'm so glad that Jordan was helping out a lot because I don't know how to manage everything on my own because I think mm-hmm. it's way, way too much to do. So yeah, I really envy or admire those mothers who could do everything on their own because yeah, it's a lot to take in. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because you also mentioned like Back um back in Asia, people usually even ha- hire like a maternity nanny to look after the mom and the baby during the confinement period, you know, during the first month. And because of that, then I feel like there's a lot of things that 
you can um there's a lot of things that you can do apart from like just taking care of your baby because then you have time to take care of yourself as well because then mm-hmm. your body has gone through like this major I don't want to say trauma, but this major thing where it's yep. just pushed a human being out, right? Like, obviously, you need time to recover and you need, like, all the nutrients that you can get as well. But because you don't have that, then all your attention is obviously to taking care of this tiny, tiny human being. Um, Did you actually go through that confinement period? Did you do that? Or did you just not? Mm-hmm. So, um, I didn't really get to because I have so much to do so mm-hmm. um, I know see for example my sister because she's staying in US overseas as well so you can actually get um, pre-packed confinement um, like herbal soup so mm-hmm. it comes in like a pre-packaged um, thing where they just you know so day one you drink this and then day two you drink this and it goes on for one month because mm. I think Chinese the confinement period is for one month mm. right for 30 days so yeah you have this this package where you get um, herbal drink every day just everything is just pre-packed so it's easy it's convenient but I didn't actually do any of that I think the only thing I did for my confinement was um, I didn't really touch cold stuff like cold water and all I because I think in the Chinese culture they say to recover properly you you have to not you know wash your hair in cold water or like uh-huh. go shower uh-huh. in cold water because it will only um, lengthen your recovery time yeah I didn't do any of that but I didn't do a lot of the thing like resting a lot and all because I don't have the time to but I did things like, you know, not washing my hair for a week, just and not eating anything that is deemed cold. Like so, what? So like um, you try to avoid things that are cold, like they would say cold food, anything that is deemed cold, like maybe sushi, raw, raw fish is cold. And you try to take in things that are warm. So mm-hmm. things like ginger, ginger is good for your body because it warms heats up your Mm. body so that's actually good for your recovery sorry to recover but um yeah that that was pretty much what i did for my confinement i did not really do what people usually do in the asia country because yeah i didn't really have much help or i didn't really have the time to do you have any advice on like mom to be who is expecting her first child, what would you, what would you say? Um, I have a few advice. <laughs> okay. So, number one, it is normal to freak out as a first-time mom. Okay? Um, I had no experience in looking after a newborn baby. Mm-hmm. I was panicking over everything at the start. When I was in the hospital with Lucas, he would spit up so much and I would freak out thinking I was not feeding him right or carrying him in the right position. But mm-hmm. um, soon I realized that baby spits food out all the time and it's totally normal. So being a mom for the first time can be scary, but just go easy on yourself uh, as it is all new for you, okay? Like, second, do what you think is best for your baby. Because mm. yes, people will say things and talk about what you should do and what you shouldn't do. I honestly think you should do what you think is best for your baby. Just because mm-hmm. your friend used this particular method to soothe her baby does not necessarily mean that you have to do it too, okay? Because baby is different. Every baby is different. So I do not think that you should force it on your baby just because it works on a different baby. So the best thing to do is give it a try And if it doesn't work, then don't worry. You can always use a different method on your baby. Mm. Number three is very important. Get plenty of sleep before your little one arrives. You will be (laughs) sleep deprived at the beginning for sure. So make sure you are fully charged before 
the battle begins. How long does the battle last, though? <laughs> Some people three years. I don't know. <laughs> Depends no how how well your baby sleep. <laughs> how long did your last? Um, Lucas is sleeping very well now, so maybe. Well, it's Ten not months? a continuous thing, so it's it comes on and off. So yeah, I I don't think mine is that bad. <laughs> Number four, you you and your partner should pick up the basics before your little one arrives. Okay. Just like for example, get to know how to change a diaper, how to burp baby, how to dress, and all that. I think your partner should know too, just in case he has to help mm. out. Mm. Um, five, do not waste clothes. Do not sorry. Do not waste your money <clears throat> on cute, expensive outfits. <laughs> honestly one or two out cute outfits is enough at the start if you want to take photos the thing mm. is they grow up so so fast and it's just a waste of money to buy so many of them because by the time you want to put them in it it's already too tight on them it's mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> crazy and lastly just just enjoy motherhood I think you should just relax and just have fun with the whole journey. It is an exciting journey, even though it is tiring. But seeing your little one smile, it will just melt your heart. Your little baby will grow so fast. So yeah, cherish every single day with your little one. Yep, that's Aww, about it. That's so nice. <laughs> that's good advice. Did you feel like yourself again after your? baby or did you feel like you've kind of like changed like your perspective towards life like or your the way you think or whatever like did it change or do you feel like you're Michelle pre-Lucas I feel that um I did I did change a lot like um see when you have a baby your perspective on life your priorities for example yeah your priorities it it changed it's different now and see you don't care about the um, unimportant stuff as much as you used to mm-hmm. so for example i used to care so much about how i look or about my appearance mm-hmm. it's not that i do not care about it at all now but it's just that i do not care as much as i used to I would not go out in house clothes, even to the grocery store. <laughs> but now, yeah, I couldn't care less. Like, having a baby to look after, like, you'll have far more important things to do than to put on your blusher or your concealer. A little bit of me changed, but it's not because, like, I am a mom. It's more because I am growing up. Mm. Even loud noises just just annoys me but that's not because I'm a mother that's because I'm growing I'm getting older and it's just noises like loud noises really bother me now whereas last time it didn't really bother me at all so I don't know as a mom really just everything you do you're like you have to think oh I have to think of my child first yes Mm. I'm putting him like whatever it is he's my first priority but at the same time, it doesn't really change who you are, really. You just think that, oh yes, he's the most important thing in my life. But it doesn't really change a lot in your life. Yes, like some decisions will be made based on, you know, Lucas has to be there first. But mm. then it's not going to change the, your whole self, mm. you know? So yeah. I don't think in that case like it I really changed from one this this person to another person. Mm. I still think I am Michelle, the same Michelle, but yeah. You just, just don't dress I up think anymore. I've older, yeah, I think I like, more mature, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I think Michelle is still the same Michelle because I remember when we when we were 
when we went to New York together, she was she was always like very motherly <laughs> and like she always take care yeah. of us and like when me and Zoe were like drinking and like kiss not kiss <laughs> as in, like uh, when we we're drinking and drunk and stuff and she always like calm us down and then like make sure we get home safe and everything. So I think Michelle is still Michelle, yeah. even though yeah. she's mom. I think you maybe have like that caring maternal. <laughs> personality since like even before I look at so it just kind of seemed like yeah. a natural and like pro- it's a natural thing for you it seems mm-hmm. like because I don't maybe I feel like if the yeah if I'm in your shoes I'll be like help I think it would change <laughs> yeah, a lot I think I'll be like who was that woman <laughs> what about what about with your husband like with Jordan um did your relationship with him change after having Lucas oh yes <laughs> oh yes <laughs> really um, in what sense I don't give my husband much attention now as yeah. much attention <laughs> Lucas has definitely don't care yeah, about Lucas him Lucas has definitely taken the spotlight I guess because Lucas is a baby like my husband can feed or change himself but you know Lucas he's different he needs to be taken care of like even mm-hmm. last time before Lucas came, whenever Jordan comes back from work, I'll be like, "Oh, hello, how how's your day and all that." But now when when Jordan comes in, he opens the door. I don't even say hello or I'm like, "Yeah, Jordan's <laughs> back." Yeah. <laughs> so what? So it's so different. <laughs> Do you guys like talk about other things apart from your kid? Or is it all like revolving around Lucas? Yeah, I feel like everything is revol- revolving around Lucas. Like, even before we go to sleep, sometimes we will just look back at the photos, at Lucas' baby photos, and be talking about it for hours and be like, oh, how much he's grown and all this. And then whenever Aww. we meet our friends as well, we're always talking about Lucas because that's the only thing that's going in our life now. We're so boring, but yeah. <laughs> it's like, sometimes we're like, are we talking too much about him? I think we should really ease off because people are getting so bored listening about Lucas. But yeah, it's just I think all we talk now about is, oh, Lucas, Lucas, Lucas. <laughs> yeah, I'm bored now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously as like a as a mom now you need to buy a lot of like different things for your baby to support his um existence um what would you say is like a must-have as a new mom in terms of baby stuff what is it that you buy that you feel like oh i cannot live without and what are the things that you're like oh i could have i could have just skipped that Okay, my number one must-have. See, even my husband would agree with this. And he doesn't know a lot, baby. Thanks, okay? He doesn't know a lot about them. But this is... The, this is like the best thing ever. It's um a swaddle. So baby likes to be swaddled when they're sleeping because it just comforts them, right? Mm. So this, this mm-hmm. brand, Love to Dream, they do this swaddle. It looks very ugly. But it's so easy to put a baby in it. Because it's just a zip. Looks very yeah, ugly. It is very okay. ugly. How ugly can it be? <laughs> if you want to Google it. But yeah. <laughs> it's, it's called a love to dream swaddle. Um, yeah, Jordan would rave about this product to his friends, to his co-workers. So yeah, he really loves this a lot. And I love it it's too. It's cute. Really, it's cute. <laughs> yeah, it's really oh, yeah, cute. You just put the baby in it. You and just like zip him in. Zip them up. You just go to sleep in this for like six, eight hours straight because they love it so much. It's so comfortable. Oh, so where, like, do put, where do you put your in baby? Like position. Oh, right, 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 so right, arms, right. Okay. Their arms will be in an upright position. And how is this different from um, normal onesie? Oh, so. A onesie is like a pajama, and this mm-hmm. just assume like this is like a blanket. So you do put them in a onesie, and then you put this swaddle over. Oh, that's so cute. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, cause they like to be swaddled when they're sleeping, 
So some people will use like muslin cloth, but like, oh, you have to learn how to fold it. I know it's very easy, but it's just the thought of like wrapping him in a muslin cloth. Sometimes like the Lucas will struggle. He'll move a lot. Mm -hmm. So like it's quite hard to like wrap him in. But this one is just, you just put him in and zip him up and that's it. So I think it's very, very handy for a first time. Not just mom, but yeah, parents like that as well. I think it's very good for them. So yes, this is a must-have. Okay. Okay. But there are other must-have like car seats. So mm. normally hospital will not let you leave without a car seat. Because it's like a seat belt to like um babies. Because it's safer. So they wouldn't leave. They wouldn't let you leave the hospital without a car seat, basically. So that is another must-have, right? Mm. And then things like the essentials, like nappies, plenty of the, like wet wipes, muslin cloths, pram, changing mat, towels, yeah. So that's like must-have, but I think the number one must-have will be the swaddle. What's the must-have for moms yeah. then? Do you need to? Because I, I, I see people buying like the breastfeeding pads or something. Yeah. And like, sometimes you get like fungal infection as well, and you have to on your nipples. Yes, sexy, <laughs> sexy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't think everybody will have the fungal infection uh, around their nipples because okay. I didn't. I didn't actually have any. So, um, but the breast pads is handy if you are producing a lot of milk because your mm-hmm. boobs will just lick. Um, yeah, if you hear your baby crying, your boobs will be like, oh, gotta make milk, so. (laughs) 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 Or like, you know, if you suddenly feel motherly, if that's even a thing, but if you see a baby outside when you're out and then you just think of your baby and then you start producing all these hormones, it will then cause your brain to tell your boobs, oh, gotta produce more milk. And then that's when you start leaking. So yeah, Mm. a breast pad will be handy. But not everybody will be needing it because like only not everybody breastfeeds their child. So um, even things like if you're breastfeeding, I think another must have for moms will be a nipple cream, a nipple balm. Because mm-hmm. if you're breastfeeding a lot, your nipples will get cracked and sore. Yeah. <laughs> so a nipple cream is actually very good. So you can just apply it whenever you want. It's like a lip, lip balm for your nipple. For your nipple. Yeah, you gotta moisturize your nipple. So, yeah, that's that's very handy to have. <laughs> Do you have to carry a pump all the time when you were like during the breastfeeding period? Oh no, period? no, no. Um, it's just whenever you have the time, you pump. If you want to, mm. but if you don't have the time, you don't have to pump all the time because um, sometimes people use the pump to increase their milk supply or just to have like stock to freeze in their freezer for when they mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they need it as an emergency um, or as a top up. So yeah, it's not like you have to pump, but it's really a personal choice because I know some people, they don't even pump. All they do is feed their baby. But you can mm. do that if you produce mm-hmm. a lot of milk, yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you bought any, like, useless stuff that you thought you would need it, but then you just never um, use it anyway? Well, my electric, electric oh, really? breast pump. See, I thought, yeah, right. electric breast pump is good. First of all, yeah, it's not cheap at all. Yeah. So I bought mine and got... A lot of use from it for the first few months but then i just stopped using it because i realized that my manual breast pump was extracting more milk than the electric mm. one so mm. i just completely just just stopped using my electric breast pump and it's just a waste <laughs> yeah so i bought like more manual mm. breast pump to use but um, another thing that i wasted money on was um, baby jeans i don't know why i bought jeans baby jeans I bought jeans for lucas <laughs> Baby, what? For I thought it's for yourself. <laughs> Such a waste of money. Um, I bought it when he was two months old. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you trying to put on jeans on two months old, baby? Take photos, duh. <laughs> so yeah, it, it was so hard to put him in the jeans when he was so tiny, and it just looked so uncomfortable. I think we only use it for like maybe thirty minutes or so, and then it just went straight in the bin. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't buy jeans for your baby. <laughs> they look cute in anything, so don't waste your money. <laughs> True. So how much total have you spent on like all this? How much do you need to prepare? Yeah, like budget for <laughs> for a baby. For baby. <laughs> baby budget. Oh my goodness, I don't even know how much I spend. <laughs> like roughly. For the past ten months, how much oh have you spent? My goodness. Mommy and daddy, I hope you're not listening. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, definitely. Maybe more than 5k at least. (gasps) Yeah, because the pram itself is already 1k. So, yeah. Jeez. Um, Baby's expensive. Well, Jordan always say we don't need it, but I'm like, yeah, I want the baby to develop properly, so I'm buying it. So every time I keep buying stuff, and Jordan's like, no, I don't think we need that. We, didn't, mm-hmm. don't we, we don't need that. That's why he's always saying, like, babies are not expensive. But I always tell him, like, no, it's just how you are expensive. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Even with, like, say, for example, like, buying prams and stuff, it's so expensive, and there's, like, so many different ones out there. So how did you guys even decide on, like, oh, yeah, this is definitely what we want? It's like buying a car, so you have to test drive it. You have to push the pram in person just to have a feel on which one's better. Because there are so many different type of pram. You want like, um, if you want something that is all tearing, so like you can bring it to um, like a rocky road and it will still be smooth. Like you can bring mm. it to the field, the park, the garden, grass. It's suitable for every tearing. So that's the alter. It's the most expensive one because it's um it's gonna be smooth on any type of surface. Or you can have like just something that is easily transportable. So those are like the smaller ones, but then the wheels are also smaller, so it's not gonna be as comfortable as the alter. So yeah, it's really really your choice. Like you don't have to spend thousand on a, a prem like you can just buy a cheap one or like secondhand but i just feel like yeah, it's really your preference if you mm. want to drive a expensive car or a, a cheap car but um those my friends that um pushed uh, my prem mm. said they were so shocked on how like smooth this is when they were mm. pushing the prem they're like oh i didn't expect this feeling like, they thought it was going to be, like, heavier and, like, you know, you have to drag the, the pram more. So, really, um, if you test drive it... So, you got a Lamborghini yeah. car. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> so, yeah, if you test drive it, then you'll know what it feels like. <laughs> Damn. Prams are so expensive. But it really depends. Not everybody will use a pram. So, like... No point wasting on a pram if mm-hmm. you're just gonna use the a baby carrier. Like if you're gonna carry the baby, you're gonna not gonna carry Lucas <laughs> yeah, everywhere. Lucas <laughs> is so heavy. <laughs> some people do, but yeah, like the most we spend on is the pram. That's what I wanted to spend my mm. money on. I didn't want to spend on anything else, so mm-hmm. I knew I was gonna pay a lot for mm-hmm. the pram. That was it. Like the other stuff, I budget a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose, mm-hmm. but it's worth yeah. paying because if you're gonna have like two yeah. kids, then you can yeah, exactly. use it. Yeah. Two more kids, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. reusable. Yeah, it's an investment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, like, when you have, when you don't plan to have kids anymore, then you can sell it off as secondhand. You know, like I'm sure yeah. people would buy it because it's, if it's that expensive, f- new. You will want you will have people looking for a secondhand version of it, and you'll still probably make some money back after using it for like the three kids that you're gonna have. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if I get a girl next, 
probably want a pink pram. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> yeah, just paint it or put like a flower on paint it. Paint it. Yeah. Put flower. I'm, I'm sure Jordan would do that. <laughs> Spray paint. <laughs> yeah. Glitters. Yeah, but yeah. It's just, I really feel, um, yeah, you should really budget out like what you're gonna spend most on and what you're not gonna spend on so at least you kind of roughly know how much you're gonna spend for a baby because you don't want to be buying so many things and then the baby don't use it i know like people buy like um those baby rockers they spend like thousands and thousands sorry hundreds and hundreds just to put the baby on it and to rock the baby to sleep but you know, sometimes the baby don't even like it. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, a lot of the times I feel like it's trial and error because just because, like, somebody used that and rave about that product, it doesn't mean that your baby will have the same, um, will react the same way as the other baby did. So I just feel like <clears throat> just just try not to spend too much money because <clears throat> your baby might not even like it and it will just go to waste. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then I know that you're a nappy snob because you use Pampers and nothing else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know my neighbor, she had a baby recently too. But this is her second kid now. So she asked me if I was using... Um, she she actually recommended um, supermarket brand um, nappies. And we tried it and we didn't like it. So I gave all the supermarket nappies that I bought... And we tested it on Lucas and it didn't work. So I gave everything to her and she was like, oh, so what are you using now? I'm like, we are going back to Pampers. And she was like, why are you buying Pampers? Pampers are so expensive. <laughs> You're spending a fortune on Pampers. How much more expensive? It's not a lot. <laughs> no, I think it might be double, you know. Is it? <laughs> and how long does that last you? Yeah, not long. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whereas if you get like Asda, it's like one twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. Yeah. It's just one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pampers, Pampers ambassador. <laughs> yes, please, Pampers, please sponsor me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of Pampers, um, when do you start potty training babies? Ooh. Um. When they are maybe one and a half or two years or three. <laughs> oh, what? That's a broad range. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I will start um, potty training him maybe after his... Maybe after 18 months, yeah. Mm-hmm. So one and a half so... years. Okay. <gasps> but I don't want to like force him as well. So we'll, we'll see. <laughs> Because I think there are pampers that go up to like two years or so, right? Yeah. Nice. Don't worry, there's always um, adult nappies if he doesn't fit in the bigger ones. But nah, it's it's okay. Like, just go. I'll just follow his pace. I'm not gonna rush him. I also want to ask the question of like, when it comes to giving gifts to newborn and new moms from like friends perspective because i feel like whenever you were pregnant and you had lucas and stuff i found it very hard not very hard but i was kind of like struggling to find gifts for um for you and lucas because we don't know what you already have what you don't have already what you actually need or like what is a waste of money so if um you were for example because you're obviously you you've gone through this before and say for example you're buying a gift for a new mom and a new baby what would you say would be a good gift Mm, i think your gift was very good because um you bought a lot of the essentials like Mm. things like nappies and wipes yes i do have them already but i need more so Mm. i think those those things are really good but obviously, like, when it comes to, like, friends or family, they always want to buy clothes because, like, baby clothes are obviously the cutest thing ever. So everybody want to buy clothes. Yes, mm, I think that's a good thing as well because you will always need more clothes for babies because they're always spitting out or, like, 
um, pooping and their poop poo normally leaks out at the very start so yeah you'll need a lot of clothes so yes I think it's good that people buy you clothes but at the same time like um, people like to buy nice clothes and nice clothes sometimes it's really hard to put babies in, in nice clothes you want to put them in something that is easy to put on like basics parents will actually need a lot of basics like like um, baby grows and then things like um, the essentials like nappies um, wipes those are very good but then again if you want to buy things like bottles and sterilizer and things that the mother really need it's very hard so what I actually suggest is maybe asking the mother if she has like um a baby register mm-hmm. like a reg- registry where she has like a list of things that she needs to get still for the baby then maybe you can actually pick one or two items from from that list depending on your budget as well and that and that way you're not buying a duplicate of you know something that she already has and you're buying something that she really really needs so i think that's very handy mm. so yeah maybe try and get her to come up with a list or even if she has a list already yeah that's that's great just just get her to give you that list did you have a list I only did that list for my sister because she was asking me nonstop. But everyone else, mm. no, I didn't. I didn't actually give them the list. Mm-hmm. So like everybody just bought me like clothes and toys and like baby meal stuff. And that's all that we have time for today. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it for this episode. Thank you again, Michelle, for another special guest appearance this season. And if you've enjoyed it, please share it with your friends and give us feedback on Apple Podcasts, read and review us, follow us on Instagram at Two Pills and a Pot. And uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye! Thanks, bye. Bye.